South Bend, Indiana. A teenager witnesses a terrifying crime, and a handful of months later testifies against the murder and his accomplice. Less than a year later, and while four months pregnant, she disappears into thin air and is labeled as a runaway by police, causing irreparable damage to DNA collection and search efforts. 35 years have come and gone, but did Sandra K. Powell really run away? Let's break down the details. Secrets of the Trees presents The Disappearance of Sandra K. Powell The events that possibly caused Sandra's disappearance were set into motion nearly two years before the date she was officially last seen. Two individuals, Harry Lee Jones and Carl Lee Wells, got into an argument, which became violent as Jones shot Wells in the back approximately three times, effectively killing him. As punishment for his crime, Jones received a 20-year sentence. It's not clear what kind of argument they had that would merit such a response. Nearly a whole year passes since the altercation, bringing us to Sunday, June 8, 1986. Outside of Roselle's royal ribs, Sandra's with her friends, sitting in the passenger seat of Wayne Mack's car while he stands outside, along with Tanya Newbill. From a nearby parking lot, a blue charger pulls out and drives slowly to Wayne. The individuals in the car speak to Wayne briefly before shooting him three times before driving off. A short time after, Wayne dies at Memorial Hospital from a gunshot wound in the chest. While the gunshots ring out, Tanya screams and takes off, and Sandra hides down in the floorboard of the car. Two witnesses were able to identify the driver and the gunman, 23-year-old Donald Peck and 22-year-old Bobby Peck. On July 11, 1986, Donald and Bobby were arrested for Wayne's murder. Donald was charged for Wayne's murder, and Bobby was arrested with assisting a criminal in connection to a murder. As it turns out, Wayne was Harry Lee Jones' brother. If you recall, Harry had killed Carl, which was Donald and Bobby's half-brother. It appeared the motive for killing Wayne was retaliation. Wayne had also been scheduled to testify in Henry's trial. Fast forward to September 3rd, 1986, where Sandra testifies during Wayne's murder trial. She stated, I heard gunfire. Tanya screamed and ran. Wayne struggled to get to his car. He grabbed his side and said, I'm shot, and fell to the ground. Due to threats by an unidentified individual during the trial, security at the courthouse was heightened, and a few of the witnesses were even placed in protective custody. It is not known if Sandra, a minor, was given any kind of protection. Several months pass, bringing us to March 11, 1987. Sandra went out with a friend, either to the YMCA or a health spa. She didn't make it home. Per this unidentified friend, Sandra had been on the phone talking to someone. We don't know who, and the friend wasn't sure what the conversation was about as they didn't want to eavesdrop. It was also implied that Sandra showed no indication of wanting to run away. Sandra's 17th birthday would have been in just four days, on March 15th. She left behind all her belongings, including a sizable amount of money she had been saving. Sally McCoy, Sandra's mother, called the authorities to report Sandra missing, and as usual, in the cases we cover, she was told to wait and see if she'd return. In her case, however, she was told to wait 30 days. 30 days. Sally began her own search for Sandra, putting up missing persons posters around the city, however they were taken down. Sally stated it never made sense because there were other missing photos in the same places and those would still be there, so it appeared that someone was directly targeting Sandra's posters. Sally also believes the last friend to have seen Sandra knows more than admitted. For 15 years, Sandra was classified as a runaway before finally having her status changed to endangered missing. With no new leads coming in, the case has slowed down considerably, though a few tips have sprinkled in. First, one of Sandra's friends believed they had seen her on Soul Train, a very popular musical television show. Authorities contacted the company but could not get a copy of the episode. No reasons why were provided. 
Around the time frame of the Soul Train tip, another tip came in that suggested Sander was performing in adult films. Sally and relatives watched several adult films in search for Sandra, but never found her. One other tip, which ended up being a lie, was a man claiming to be Sandra's father, stating that she was in a psychiatric hospital in Detroit. Sandra's dental records were never collected due to her runaway status and have since been discarded. Sally has not changed her phone number in hopes that one day, Sandra will reach out. She says she remains realistic, though, and knows it's unlikely for Sandra and her baby to be alive. In her desperation, she has even scoured through images of murdered black women. So let's talk about theories, as we have quite a couple for this case. We know that one theory is that she disappeared due to retaliation for her testifying in Wayne's murder trial. Another theory is that she committed suicide. Apparently, a few days before her disappearance, her baby's father told Sandra he was planning on marrying someone else. And this news greatly devastated Sandra. In the same vein, however, I want to postulate that it's quite possible her baby's father could have harmed her as well. And I found a study to back this theory. According to a study published by Obstetrics and Gynecology, the official publication of the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, homicide is the top cause of maternal death in the United States and are happening in large part because of violence by intimate partners. The study stated, the team found that black women in the United States who are pregnant or were recently pregnant have up to nearly threefold higher risk of dying by homicide than those who are not pregnant, the highest increase reported among any racial or ethnic group. There is a clarification that the team reported rates only among black, Hispanic, and white women because the sample sizes for other groups, such as Asian American women or Native American women, were too small to publish. The study also goes on to explain how age is also a factor in pregnancy-related homicide. The team found young women between the ages of 10 and 24 are at higher risk of homicide while pregnant than those who are older. Yes, 10. Sandra, just a few days shy of 17, and a black woman, has a profile much like the victim sampled in this study, so it's not far-fetched to think that her disappearance could have been caused by an upset ex, especially if he was already thinking about marriage with another person and thought a baby and other responsibilities would obstruct that relationship. Another theory was that she went to have an abortion and never returned, whether it was botched, complications, or other sinister endings. I also read one theory that was lighter and hopeful in nature compared to the usual hopeless ones that are suggested, and that is that she made it into WITSEC. Some quick facts on this program, just in case you didn't know. WITSEC, or Witness Protection, began as a result of the Organized Crime Control Act of 1970. At that time, members of the mafia were executing witnesses regardless of testifying in advance of or after trials. Not only were witnesses executed, but families as well. Through witness protection, U.S. Marshals provide safety and security to government witnesses and family whose lives are in danger due to their testimony against drug traffickers, terrorists, organized crime members, and other major criminals. Witnesses are provided with new documentation, lodging, financial assistance for medical care, and other basic necessities. Sometimes witnesses are also provided with job training and employment assistance. The theory is that due to the constant threats Sandra received during and after the trial, she was relocated to a different place. I'm certain we would prefer to think that Sandra and her baby have been relocated and are living safely under aliases. However, if Sandra had been whisked away to another area for protection, would she still be listed as endangered missing? And if she went into this program, why would her family have been left behind? Sally, her mother, has a theory of her own. In October 2014, Sally revealed in an interview that she believes Sandra was a victim of serial killer Darren Van, who was convicted of murdering seven women over the span of his killing spree and is believed to have murdered many, many more. According to recorded interviews with Hammond police, Van said that though he predominantly preyed within the Chicago, Illinois area, he killed more women across the Illinois border in states as far as California, through Texas, 
North Carolina, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Michigan. Through the use of train and bus, he claimed he'd try to get far away from his family when he felt himself slipping. There's an amazing nonprofit called Murder Accountability Project that is based out of Alexandria, Virginia, which uses nationwide FBI homicide data to track how often homicides are cleared and how often arrests are made by police. Unsolved homicides are tracked by an algorithm designed to spot patterns of serial killings. The founder of this nonprofit, Thomas Hargrove, actually believes that there may be two or three operational serial killers in that area, and one of those could have been banned based on the findings of his project. To this, Chicago police released a statement saying that there is no evidence linking the cases to each other or to suggest that there is a serial killer. Detectives are continuing to investigate the cases individually as the Chicago Police Department works to seek justice on behalf of the victims and their families. According to them, Van revealed that he chose his victims at random, no rhyme or reason. If someone said the wrong thing to him or triggered something from his past, it was enough for him to end their life. Regardless of his victims being selected at random, Thomas said he still believes that there's a pattern and is hopeful that not only police departments in Chicago, but across the country, sit down and interview Van. In a very chilling article I read by NBC Chicago, Van told investigators that the police located a body, but it wasn't one of his. As you learn about Sandra's case, I'd like to know what you think, based on the details provided. Did she self-harm because her baby's father chose to be with another woman? Was she kidnapped, relocated, or fall victim to a serial killer? Anyone with information regarding the disappearance of Sandra K. Powell is urged to contact the South Bend Police Department at 219-235-9201.